I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. There's only three things I know on this bitch of an earth. The PS5 is wickedly talented. The McRib is yeah. And you're listening to Hey Fam. Hey Fam, welcome to Hey Fam. It's me, Andrew Levins. It's my uh, co-host Andrew Levins, and I'm his co-host Angus Truscott. And today we are some kind of Suicide Squad for the first time since 2016. Yeah. How does it feel, or Angus? Uh, or as I like to call it, um, bowling for Columbine. I think that's the original Suicide Squad, right? Is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> that's the first movie. Is that the first one? Bowling that's for a Columbine? Real spicy intro. Well, this is a real spicy podcast. Um, we Wait, do are... they kill themselves? No, I mean, I, I, eventually, I guess. Yeah, I guess in a way we all kill ourselves. Sure, man. Um, we're going to talk about the Suicide Squad uh, in this episode. Um... Or as I like to call it, uh, Heaven's <laughs> Gate. <laughs> Um, we're also going to talk about a bunch of a few really important Hey Fam pieces of news from last week that we forgot while we were recording. Yeah, um, we're, we're we were in a you know a dark place. Uh, I mean, your dark place was Angus spent all two hours of last week's episodes watching a screen that was a live silent feed of Kanye in a room with his laptop. Well, look, it was either watching a screen not silent of you talking to me or a silent screen of Kanye wearing a mask in a room. Not not too dissimilar uh, options, mind you. And um, I, I decided to lean into the latter. I just want to confirm that you're not watching a loop. Like maybe, re- maybe you recorded last week's footage. That's not what you're going to be doing for this episode. There's going to be no... No, no, I'm watching footage of me getting ready to record this podcast that I recorded earlier. <laughs> you, you filmed the two hours prior to this episode. Perfect. Yeah, I've got a mask on, there's a mattress on the floor, and I'm just kind of doing weights, <laughs> which is what I do before every episode. We are going to give a Kanye update in this episode, plus we're going to talk would... about What If, and... Uh... What If is almost uh, the Kanye update. Yeah, I think it's, it's what, if, <laughs> what if What if Kanye released the album two weeks ago, but... Four weeks ago, I don't know. Well, like two and a half years ago, right? Yeah. Look, we'll talk about that later. Um, plus, uh, Angus is uh, is he's doing his big Evangelion rebuild rewatch before yeah. before we get three point zero plus one point zero, aka four, aka <laughs> it's uh, Japanese thrice for four. A, thrice, a, thrice upon a time. <laughs> Um, on uh, Prime Video tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so excited, dude! But we got to uh, we got to address Evangelion week. That's so good. We got to address uh, something we forgot to talk about last week. Uh, something that no other podcast is able to talk about with the same amount of knowledge that ours does. Um, that is the fact that Sawiti uh, is the mm. latest to get a McDonald's meal. The latest yeah. celebrity to uh, have a celebrity endorsed meal. And so, now, if so you ask uh, me, uh, I know the J Balvin. I know you've come to love Jay Balvin's meal, uh, parts of it more than I have, but I, no, I don't know. The meal sucks. I, I love Jay Balvin, the, the artist and the transformer and the transformer. <laughs> I spent, spent many money, met a lot of money on his transformer. Um, uh, I, th- I, I honestly still think this should have been the second meal. Do you, so what, what's your familiarity with sweetie? Uh, that she works at McDonald's, I think. Right. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that all we know? So you haven't, you haven't, uh, no, I know who she is. You haven't been in the club for an uh, da- dance to my type. Well, no, I'd be arrested if I were. Right? <laughs> Wasn't there a link with uh, like Amigo at one point? No. 
which did, did sweetie did sweetie date amiga i don't know maybe maybe um but yeah I, I, she's one of the most requested artists when i dj icy girl and and my type a lot of requests but still yeah, right given how i mean she yeah is she the- dated quavo 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 yeah uh but they are no longer in a relationship as of March. oh i remember that because he cheated on her or something <laughs> Uh, Sweetie commented on, uh, on social media that her and uh, Quavo are no longer in a relationship. Rumors of their eventual breakup started circling earlier in the month when Sweetie and Quavo unfollowed each other on Instagram. I love that this is like adult shit. This is what adults do when it's reported on. Sweetie also if... mentioned that he was unfaithful. She wrote, "Damn, presents don't band-aid scars and love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. In March, video footage surfaced showing the parent a physical altercation. Ooh. Uh yeah, well, bummer. She got the McDonald's meal before Quavo did, and that's all. That I didn't see a fucking Migos meal. I mean, while it would make sense, you get three things, three. That actually, yeah, let's workshop actually, that later. Yeah. <laughs> that makes so much sense. It's weird. Oh no, Wiki. It doesn't mention the McDonald's meal, which I think is a huge uh, oversight. Maybe Quavo is. Uh, he's got his 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 people like monitoring Sweetie's Wikipedia page and deleting it as soon as someone tries to add it. Mm, I like I like he's probably got yeah some kind of uh, sweatshop set up of like you know kids with like 50 phones in front of them just like making sure uh, no one's streaming her music and they're certainly not ordering her burgers so we had the Travis Scott meal we had the uh, so Travis Scott one of the biggest rappers in the world right now I guess young rappers slash like entrepreneur young entrepreneur fashion mogul mogul I would say mogul it kind of it sounds like a like pustule <laughs> Yeah, Mogul sounds weird. Um, but then we had J Balvin, arguably the biggest reggaeton star these days. Uh, BTS, the uh, the biggest Korean ba- uh, K-pop boy band. Oh, the biggest band in the world, if anything. And Sweetie, like, it, is that a left field? She does not have the same uh, presence as the other stars who have gotten the McDonald's meal before. I you think, know what? That's what I love about it. Yeah, you're right. It's a Regular, discovery. everyday female rappers that still have top 10 hits. I think that rules. Yeah, I think like what it does is set a realistic realistic expectation for what I think uh, the following, you know, meal should be. Uh, I, like think, the, I think the, she the was stature. I, 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 have a, I have a pretty big theory as to why she was chosen for this I'm one. Listening. Uh, because uh, the, uh, the Sweetie meal has just dropped. We actually... I mean, lucky we didn't record it last week because we would have been talking about a meal that didn't exist yet. It's out in America now. Only America. Nowhere else in the world got the Sweetie Meal. Now, that's interesting. I'd love to get some tinfoil and make a hat out of it with you later and discuss why the BTS meal was the only one to reach overseas. I guess because they're a global act, whereas everyone else is... Oh, and I guess J Balvin is an American. Weird. Uh, But Mm. the the Sweetie Meal, the iciest summer collab is finally here. A Big Mac... (laughs) Four-piece chicken McNuggets, medium fries. Now, that's interesting on itself because that is not a available uh, order of nuggets in Australia. It is if you get a Happy Meal. Oh, is it really? That's what you get. You get four nuggets with a Happy Meal. Uh, okay. It comes with a medium Sprite and then a sweetie and sour and tangy tangy barbecue sauces. So, I think the only reason she was picked is because her name is Sweetie. And they were like, oh, we can make a pun with that. So, that's why we got sweetie and sour sauce. And a Big Mac. And a Big Mac? Is it Big Macs? No, what's on it? Yeah, it's it's, I, that was the first thing I said. Big Mac, four nuggets, medium fries, medium Sprite, sweetie and Now, looking sauce, at it, it's, tangy it's, barbecue the bi- sauce. it's the biggest meal. It's enormous. Out of all of them. That's so yeah. much food. Out of all of them, it's the biggest one so far. Um, I mean, Travis Scott famously had the quarter pounder with bacon and lettuce, which yep. I still think is my favorite thing about any of the meals we've had so far. Just literally lettuce on a quarter pounder is kind of earth shattering. Uh, <laughs> then everything else is the same except you got the barbecue sauce and the sprat with ice. Yeah, uh, of course. And the J Balvin meal was the Big Mac pickleless, uh, a McFlurry, and no, was it a thick shake or McFlurry? A McFlurry, McFlurry. Oreo McFlurry, McFlurry, McFlurry and fries, which I just think is. The fucking worst meal uh, out of all of them. Then yep. you got BTS's, which the sauce was the main feature here. I mean, yep. I think ten nuggets is fine for a meal. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but it was the Cajun and uh, the chili sauce, yep. sweet chili, which uh, was not like the Australian uh, sweet chili sauce. It was its own type of blend, which was uh, the one that took me by surprise. 
So the kind of big gimmick though with Sweetie is that she's encouraging you to remix the meal. Fries in your Big Mac or a chicken McNugget sandwich? The Sweetie meal was made to be remixed and remixed again. So get your meal hack on. You have Sweetie's blessings. This is like when people uh, release stems of songs and are like, I want you to make the next remix of this single. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is defined by its lack of definition, which I don't know a lot about Sweetie the person. Maybe this is very uh, on brand for her. Maybe she's all about like breaking down barriers, uh, thinking outside the box. But to me, what it says is it's going to lead to people playing with their food, which I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, so, I mean, the image of her pouring sweet and sour sauce on top of the top bun of the Big Mac. Now, that is a disaster. Fucking that looks nightmare. Su- yeah. That's like when you go to another country and you're eating food that's native to that country and you don't know how and you make some, like, big social faux pas in front of a room full of uh, experts. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like putting a straw into a ramen or something. You're just like, <laughs> is this how I do it? And it's like, well, it's not. Um, insider.com. Posted an article today. Is that our website? I forget. No, it's um, we, we, we no, it's not it. ours. Uh, oh. I tried Sweetie's signature McDonald's meal, and her Big Mac hack is a total game changer. Who? Wait, who? Who's the journalist here? I want a byline. <laughs> uh, it's Erin McDowell. She ordered it from uh, McDonald's in Massachusetts, and uh, she goes through all everything that comes. It costs eleven dollars thirty nine, not including tax in America. Um, everything is pretty normal except that you get a new packaging on the sweetie and, and sour sauce i wonder uh, if we could get an ebay check later on seeing how they're going at the moment yeah true um but then yeah she talks about uh the hack where she i took a handful of the chain's crispy fries layered them on the burger and added a generous amount of sweetie and sour sauce now um, the sweetie and sour sauce do we know if it's different to the sweet i think and it's sour just regular sauce. regular sweet and sour sauce so I was in a way we skeptical could... at first, but I was blown away by how good it tasted. You Jesus just put chips Christ. and sauce on a burger. I don't understand. Isn't that what people do here all the time? I, I remember occasionally in my youth putting chips on a quarter pounder. Not too many, but a few just to, you know, sweeten the deal, if you will. She then criticizes uh, the McNugget hack. Um I like McDonald's chicken nuggets on their own and with sauce, so I imagined I would also like them stacked on top of fries and doused in barbecue sauce as Saweetie apparently eats them. I was less impressed by this remix since it really just tasted like chicken nuggets and fries with barbecue sauce. That's because that's what it is. Yeah, it's 100% what it is. Now, this one, again, is an interesting one, I think, in the sense that it is kind of made up of just things that are already available in the kitchen if the sauce is... If it is to believe that the sauce is just your regular sauce. So this, uh, this, this, this journalist, um, I'll call her what she is. Uh, she ranks this Sweetie's meal as the best of the, uh, of the other um, celebrity McDonald's meals. I wonder why. Maybe, I mean, you do get a lot of food. Maybe it's, this person was particularly hungry at the time and, you know, she's working for insider.com. So maybe she got the company card and she found some kind of... Sick pleasure in charging her, I'm sure, hardworking bosses, uh, buttloads of money. I just like, why are we not getting them here? Or why are we not getting a dumb Australian equivalent? Well, uh, as you know, it's 50 years of McDonald's here. And I think we're celebrating things a little differently. Uh, yeah, I think if, if you go to a, a drive through McDonald's drive through at the moment, you get a free Ronald McDonald Funko Pop. No, all of that. Every, uh, amazing. Everything you just said is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday... Uh, if you went through drive through and paid $20, uh, you got a limited edition Ronald McDonald Funko Pop with all proceeds going to Ronald McDonald's house. I mean, I wasn't that wrong. No, but you got everything wrong. You said right now you can go and get a free Funko Pop and none of that's true because it happened yesterday. You had to pay for it. And I got- they're no longer available. <laughs> so no, while what you said, there were correct things. Everything you said was wrong. McDonald's truther, Angus Truscott. Keeping me well, honest. Well, I'm just like reading the facts. I mean, we all, we all can't write for insider.com. <laughs> we all can't own it either, apparently. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's... Do you I don't have, know. I didn't did you get, get one. one? Damn. No, it's, I thought I knew uh, you, bro. No, I didn't get one because like, you know, sorry to sound so snobbish, but they're, they're readily, they were readily available to a degree. And right. I prefer that limited edition Cactus Jack sweater or... 
You know, th- yep. that shit. And with that head turning shit. Well, speaking of Travis Scott, um, another important news item that we uh, forgot to mention last week is that Travis Scott is working on a movie script that has been purchased by A24. Famous well, for giving us movies like uh, The Green Knight, which is just out, Uncut Gems. You know who they are. Yeah. Well, I, what I, it, it's it's uh, a deal that he's... Um, his production company, Cactus Jack Films, which I didn't know existed. But shame, you know, a fool me. What a fool I am for not imagining that <laughs> there was a business called Cactus Jack uh, Films because Travis Scott, as we know, is a man with many a finger, many a pie. And he signed a production deal with A24 saying that he will produce movies in partnership with them. Uh, there's a script. It has uh, blacked out the title except the last two letters, which are IA and... Uh, if the internet and Travis Scott's Twitter is to believe, Utopia is the title of his oh. next album. So I, I see him making like some some sort of film or like a short film to go with it, and perhaps it's a script for that. The uh, whiplash I got when I saw all the positivity on Travis Scott's Instagram post about yeah. it, where he said, "Life is a movie, so is this album." Cactus Jack and A24 set out to bring amazing content for the future through film and media, starting yeah. with this. And, and then you went to the uh, super that, chill bros over at A24. <laughs> they were so fucking angry that this is happening. Yeah, it was uh, Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I loved it because uh, you could hear their criterions cracking in the background, right? Yeah, absolutely. It would be, that would be akin to like uh, A24 putting out Fast 10. You know what I mean? I imagine there would be that type of reaction. Yeah. Um, But, you know, A24 does Euphoria, which Drake produces. They just signed a deal with The Weeknd to produce and star in a TV show. Like, this is not out of the realm for A24. A24, I guess, are looking at what McDonald's are doing, going, look, we want to be a legacy American brand, much like the Golden Arches. And why don't we we start collabing with more people? The world is like... It is just collabs now. It's so good. It's such a slippery slope but it is such a great mutually beneficial thing like if done correctly i.e the travis scott burger i.e for me the travis scott a24 uh but travis hasn't had all hits there was his candle uh <laughs> business last year i want to know what he's doing with the is playstation batman costume well the batman costume i think is the best collab and okay. you know coupled with those great images of kanye in like a leather spiky outfit it was just uh it was a nice day for the internet but I wonder what his PS5 thing was. Remember he did like a video saying he's on like the creative team of PS5 yeah. or something? But then in the end, I think he just released shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I just found an article by Forbes. What's the point of this Travis Scott PlayStation 5 video? Remember it was like a black and white video of him just playing PlayStation. I think it was just to like kind of show that, that it was real and in the hands of someone who wasn't a game developer, right? Yeah, it says uh, yeah, Sony partnered with him as a strategic creative partnership. We had Travis as a huge PlayStation fan, so we started a conversation with him that led to this unique partnership. This is what Sony said. Through our mutual passion for gaming and creativity, we plan on collaborating with Travis and his Cactus Jack brand to produce innovative projects that we hope will delight our collective fans. That's like the most robotic way of saying we're collabing. (laughs) What do you you reckon it's going to be about, his movie? Um, I'd say there were parts that would definitely be lit. Uh, I'd say... (laughs) Just like him, like smoking weed. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about Travis Scott, the person. How good would it be? I would if like he, it if, if it was just... like Wall Street. Like, if it was like the Mark Wahlberg series, Wall Street. Just him, like, literally on the phone going through his collabs. Like, I think that would be a very interesting. What about thing. him just ripping off Tenet? Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, or him just inserting himself in Tenet. <laughs> you literally just have to see it. <laughs> yeah. That was still one of my favorite, another favorite moment from last year, Travis Scott's review of Tenet. (laughs) You literally just have to see it. (laughs) So, A24 call you tomorrow (laughs) and they say, uh, hey, Angus, we're doing a Funko Pop series. Pick the six most iconic A24 characters and we'll turn Mm -hmm. them into Funko Pops. Yeah, sure. Who are you picking? Um, Howie. Howie, for sure. Howie from Uncut Jams. I'm just going to look at some films. Definitely, um, there's like some kind of cum monster thing in The Lighthouse. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, cum monster one. Great. Uh, Jonah Hill behind the camera directing mid-90s. <laughs> um, uh, have you, Flor- s- you haven't Florence, seen Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh pouting in, in Midsummer with flowers yeah. on her. Well, you that'd haven't be, seen That'd be good, have Funko. You? I haven't, no. 
No, I was going to say, yeah, well, uh, someone else from that movie, but I don't want to, like, spoil okay. it. Because uh, I respect I respect that, the spoiler contract that we we, we, we take with each other. Um, I'm having a look at some of the stuff they got. Television. Oh, they've got a lot of TV shows. Eric Andre, Legalize Everything. Okay, you could do it. <laughs> do a, did A24... Uh, did they do Tusk? Is that because I just googled best A twenty four movies? Yeah, I think Tusk. they do it because because the thing is in the last few years they have this like oh wow they're like a cool legacy thing but they actually like aren't like they did Tusk yeah they did Lock which is a good movie the one with um Tom Hardy and he's just driving in a car in real time yeah that's so funny uh, yeah <clears throat> yeah else? definitely Kevin Smith in Tusk Funko Pop. Mm. Oh, wow. They did Oasis Supersonic. Yeah, I'd have Liam Gallagher. Absolutely. Yep. I didn't realize they did that. Cool. Only I mean, in America. Lots of great options. And then finally, we'll get a Travis Scott Funko Pop for, for his movie too. Yeah, it is lit. You literally just have to buy it. Literally. Um, uh, Minari. Did you see that? No, I didn't see Minari. Good good movie. Yeah. yeah, it was a good movie. Good Funko Pop potential. Oh, yeah. Just the whole the whole family. <laughs> Um, so we're going to get into sui- the Suicide Squad um, But before we do Or as um, I like to call it uh, <laughs> No more um, 9-11 So one of, the stars, one of the stars of the Suicide Squad is Idris Elba He's you know maybe, maybe the star of this movie Some might he's, say He's going to be a star of another movie Oof. very soon a, uh, a sequel to the only movie that came out in 2020 the only movie that we like maybe more than Venom. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has has its knuckles. The only movie that has uh, that, that mentions San Francisco so much and doesn't have a gay subplot. <laughs> Unless. You can, you can definitely re- like invent one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Idris Elba is the voice of Knuckles. That's so good. So he tweeted... I'm all for it. Two days ago, he tweeted... Um, Knuckle up. No, just <laughs> knock, knock, knock. And then... A fo- uh, and then uh, him saying like him it's a photo of uh, of knuckles knuckles his, glove his knuckles i guess yeah and so he's going to be the voice of knuckles do we think that he's going to have idris elba doing his like british accent or is he going to be trying to I sound hope he's like british sure fuck you sonic like no kind of, he, like I, I hope he sounds like because you know ben schwartz sounds like ben schwartz when he's sonic yeah yeah i want him to just be exactly the same as he is in uh suicide squad or as i like to call it sonic 2 fuck off sonic <laughs> Yeah, I, I, he'd be great as a like a British geezer. That's sick. Is he like what? I mean, what, what are the character traits of Knuckles? He's like an echidna. Yep. <laughs> I think he was True. like an anti-hero in one of them. Sure. And then like eventually joins the team. I guess kind of similar to a fast villain. Um, if you follow an actor, um, Jackie Harry. She's she was in like Sister Sister. Everybody hates Chris. She's been on Broadway and stuff like that. She tweeted pretty short after it. Uh, should I play a villain in Sonic 2? I know one way to make Idris Elba's knuckles disappear. What's that mean? Does that mean like she fucks him? No, she wants she wants him to fist her. Oh, okay. Do you reckon like imagine if she got the part like and then suddenly everyone realizes the way to get cast in movies is, is to suggest that the lead actor fists you. Did knuckles? Uh, did sorry, I Idris asked to fi- uh, uh this James Ma- who was who, what's it James Marsden <laughs> yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> was that, get fisted was that by the- him I know one way to make the- James Marsden's I know one way to make James Marsden's <laughs> knuckles disappear yeah was that was that the no, casting like, you got process? the job yeah was it just James Marsden on all fours and different actors came through to fist him <laughs> including James Marsden that'd be great he's like oh, you know what I'm actually up for playing knuckles myself and just sitting on a table <laughs> just fisting himself. Uh, look, I'm so excited for that. That uh, Sonic Two and uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, are just like I, I hope it's called Let There Be Knuckles. In fact, let's oh, just perfect. refer to it as that yeah, absolutely. Let There Be Knuckles is great. Someone mock <laughs> that up, please. They are the two most my two most anticipated movies for the next five years. I think I just they're just like yeah, we're fucking stupid movies, cool, and I'm like so here for it. Yeah, and like. They really feel like um, a return to the way movies used to be, like before... Before a cinematic universe. You yeah, know, exactly. Before, 
before they're like, oh, we need Tom Cruise uh, to to go visit Russell Crowe in The Mummy because Johnny Depp's invisible later. <laughs> like, you know, it was like, it was before that. It's just like, a, yeah, fuck. I wonder if, uh, hopefully no one's played the game too much because this ain't anything like it. <laughs> like those vibes that I really miss. It's just, yeah, I mean, what the, the first movie was, yeah, Sonic, like fish out of water, the only animated character in an otherwise, you know, fairly grounded human world um and then you have jim carrey it was roger rabbit was crazier it, and crazier though as the more interactions he has with uh with sonic it ends with him stranded in like a weird nightmare mushroom land yeah and then uh, we get that weird post-credit scene of mile mm. of, of sorry tails in miles miles prowler uh yeah. tails but like he what i can't remember what he said but he shows up at the end but and it's the voice tails has like the, his voice from the game now do you think that will stay or not I mean, who would you cast? If, if Idris Elba is Knuckles, Ben Schwartz is Sonic, who would you make Kamala tales? Harris? Joe oh, Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> yes. Hey, now Sonic. What, Sonic. Hey, hey, man. What's up, man? <laughs> Flying in here, man. Got these two cool tails going on here. Woo. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so you Just said this, that... like, uh, forgetful old... <laughs> Kamajali, uh Yeah, just flying around. You said that, um, you know, that Knuckle, Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles and, uh, and Venom 2 are your two most anticipated movies of the next five years, which means that once those five years are over, there's only one movie that you have to look forward to, and that's Avatar 5. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get through two to four to get to five. This is my favorite. It's, it's genius marketing. Favorite, uh, favorite headline of the week. Um, Stephen Lang, who was... Was he like the old guy and the, the old military guy in the first Avatar movie? Yeah, he's the villain. Colonel Miles, is that his name? Another Miles. Maybe. Miles Tails. No, it's Colonel, 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 Colonel Miles, Miles Tails Prowler. Um, Stephen Lang says, after he read the Avatar 5 script, I was weeping. I just thought it was so beautiful. <laughs> what a fucking great... Great. That was on Collider.com. Just a brilliant headline. I love that. Like, two's not even out yet, nor three, <laughs> nor yeah. four. But fuck, I'll tell you what, the script, it's, uh, you know what? It's a great political long move. It's, it's like, it's, it's like me saying, oh, One Piece does get good around chapter 100. Yeah, you're but, like, just stick with it. Yeah, so stick with it. But the for next- these first 50 chapters, they're like just fucking eating at a bar or something. <laughs> oh, man. Avatar. I, it, it is so there you good. go. Avatar's my one piece. You don't really care for it, and I love it, and we it's fine. <laughs> uh, are you are you genuinely excited? Do you, when are we going to get an Avatar movie? No, I'm heaps excited, dude. You should be too. It's got Vin Diesel in it. Oh, of course, I forgot about that. It, it looks it looks dope. The first one is a masterpiece. But can actually the sitting second, right third, near me, and fifth be masterpieces too. Yeah, I don't see why not. I've got my Jake Sully Happy Meal toy somewhere near me that I'd uh, purchased off eBay recently. What does it do? Oh, it just like reminds me of the movie Avatar every time I look at it and the good time I had watching it. What does the uh, the toy itself do though? Well, that that's it's a talisman, I think. You know, right? It's... He doesn't like move his arm or some shit. Oh yeah, it's like a posable figure. It's actually pretty good. It's like the size of like a Star Wars action figure. It's an American uh, Happy Meal, and it has batteries in it, and then he lights up like. Uh, like I guess Avatar glowing, which I'm not even sure happens. I know like the plants glow. Matt, Avatar I wish two, I was here. I met someone at a wedding once. Uh, not my wedding. Um, still, uh, still not married. This there's no ring on this finger. But uh, she was working in New Zealand. I was in New Zealand actually, the wedding, and she was working there on developing the Navi language for the follow. She was like a, her jo- she, she was like a linguist. She studied linguistics and stuff. And she was working with like language experts making the language. And she worked on the Lord of the Rings films doing the same for like Elfish and stuff. Putting, putting uh, avatar language in the Lord of the Rings movies. That'd be sick. Putting in like the N word by avatar language in the Lord Navi. of the Rings and canceling. Uh, yeah. That, well, that is the N word. And then canceling. Um, <laughs> Navi in Paris. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, Angus, let's stop fucking around and start reviewing Let's, let's stop making like James Marsden and take these goddamn fists out of our assholes. <laughs> um, the Suicide Squad, uh, a movie Or as I that- like to call it, <laughs> Suicide Squad, directed by David Ayer. No. Uh, yeah, we, we, we both loved the 2016 rendition. Um, well, we both have damage still tattooed on, not on our foreheads, uh, on our four skins. We thought we'd still want to get jobs and... Uh, <laughs> What is yeah, your main yeah. takeaway when you when you remember that 2016 movie? What do, what do you think of straight away? Do you think of Jared or do you think of the other guys? I I, I just rem- I I don't remember much of it. I I honestly just remember how ugly it was. Yep. And how yeah. off the rails it goes plot wise, and I just remember it being like this was a movie made by like AI and a committee. Like I just remember it was a very hollow experience. It never actually felt like a bunch of villains teaming up to to do like a job. It just kind yeah. of it became like this shitty antihero movie. Yeah, really it took fast. itself very seriously. It thought it was like this like gritty movie, but uh, you know the people who made it didn't really have the guts to deliver that. Or it, and it was certainly not fun, which one of the trailers promised it would be it was just this like nothing movie uh but yeah you know it was also um just rife with even though he was in it very little just yeah jared leto is the takeaway for me just the editing remember that horrible editing scene where it's, oh, it was like, shocking it uses these like weird effects like it's almost like a like wavy dream effects and yeah it, it, it was edited like a early uh noughties like new metal video i remember my favorite scene is uh they're in in prison mm. Th- that movie also takes a long time to get going as well i remember uh, the, f- the first half is literally a bunch of intro scenes yes. when you could do it in one scene like you're doing this you know and every just, like, every one of the um the cast has their own like um recognizable song. classic rock song or whatever as their intro. yeah i was watching a video the other day it came up on youtube and they the person does like a count and I think in the first seven minutes, there's something like 16 songs. <laughs> no, literally, there's like, you get a song before the movie starts, and then they, they cuts the whole movie. There's no dialogue. It's just songs. And they're like, I know we, uh, I know you think the new movie's music was on the nose, and I did too, but not as bad as this, where it shows you Amanda Waller for the first time and Sympathy for the Devil starts playing. Like, it's That's literally right, like, yeah. yeah, it is so funny, man. It, you're just like, damn, they really are. Uh, they really uh, ask the AI machine or algorithm now that I know Warner Brothers made it. <laughs> yeah. Algorithm, uh, what should I do to this movie, music-wise? Um, do you remember the song that was playing when Harley Quinn steps out into the prison yard for the first time? Or maybe it's like when they're, when they're walking to, to the helicopter. Oh, yeah, and she gets naked. Yeah. Do you remember what song is playing? You Don't Own Me? Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Guess who's back? Tell your friends. Yeah, it's like Eminem. What? But it's her first on-screen portrayal. I, know, I think it's like I think it's like maybe the second second time she's on in the movie. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it's but like funny. Yeah, fuck, that is insane. 
I think yeah, because there definitely were there was a lot of influence from like someone. One of the producers saw Guardians of the Galaxy and was like, Panic. "Quick, we need to put as many like recognizable classic rock songs in this movie as possible." Yeah, and at least with Guardians, it like loosely works because they're older songs, and it's about a guy who like left Earth at that time. So like, it does work. I think the first movie and second, you know, I think no, they well, both it, work well. even more than that. It works because his mum gave him. This, well, yeah, the, the it, that's what I mean. It, so it, all those it old serves rock songs, the, plot. the songs that she wanted him to hear. Yeah, I think it works really well for both films. It's like very earned and it's unfortunately started this shitty trend now where other movies are like, yeah, I still say Guardians and Guardians 2 are like two of the best superhero movies. I think they're fantastic. Um, So James Gunn, obviously director of both of those and the director of the Suicide Squad. um, And remember, this was born out of him being uh, fired from Guardians 3. And there's like, have you seen he's being attached to someone um, again who has uh, recently, he's like a, a singer in some shit band that I've never heard of. Um, uh, he's a pedophile. And um, he, there's like, a, like evidence of him going to a pedophile themed party that James Gunn organized 20 years ago or whatever. But it's like, it's like to catch a predator theme. So like some some guests are dressed as babies and other dresser game dresses like men taking the babies on a date. That that is pretty funny. <laughs> um, so James Gunn may be cancelled like once again. He may have Guardians of the Galaxy three taken from him. Um, but he got the Suicide Squad and uh, we saw it. Um, it was it and I think meant- the story goes. What what was one is like do whatever you want. What they yeah, supposedly just like do anything you want to this film. And do, yeah, you can make it a sequel, you can ignore the original, you can do whatever. Um, Yeah, I think Uh, that's from memory. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about The Suicide Squad. I think we're going to start spoiling straight away. So if you haven't managed to see it, uh, maybe tap out here. We'll see you next time. Adios. Or if you live for spoilers. Oh, wow, I just Googled Suicide Squad uh, four hours ago. Suicide Squad card star Joel Kinnaman under investigation for rape. So... Jesus. He's Rick Or as Flag, I like to right? call it, uh, Suicide Squad. I, I, I have not been following this joke from the second time you did it. Well, I don't <laughs> really understand it either. Um, yeah, shit. Well. Okay, well, here's a little... David Ayer was set to return as a director for Suicide Squad in by March 2016. But in December, he chose to develop a Gotham City Sirens film instead. Oh my god, I forgot. Warner about Brothers that. considered several replacement directors before hiring Gavin O'Connor, uh, who you would know for The Way Back, Miracle, and The Accountant, of course, in September 2017. <laughs> he left in October 2018, and then James Gunn was hired to write direct the film after being temporarily fired by Disney and Marvel as the directors of Guardians Three. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, he decided to explore new characters in a story separate from the first films. First film. Uh, that's hilarious. So, Gotham City Sirens. Can't wait for... I, and, and something tells me that kind of morphed into Birds of Prey, right? Yeah. So, we, we got Harley Quinn in the first Suicide Squad. It's crazy to think that, that of that like that awful movie, um, we get one of the best portrayals of a comic book character. Like, And it's kind of insane that... like I guess you, you could say that per, the Birds of Prey... I mean, what, Birds of Prey... What, did, what was it originally called? Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey or... The emancipation of one fantastical Harley Quinn, maybe that the fantastical or the fantastical emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yeah, it's just so such a stupid decision to call it. Well, you know what? I honestly think they should have called that movie. I was when I was watching Suicide, the the Suicide Squad. I was like thinking about you know almost like I guess fantasy football stars. I was like, what would you do if you were Warner Brothers? And I mean, you know, we've said so many times, oh, if you're Warner Brothers, you could just... And you could start from scratch. Here's how you would do their cinematic universe. Because they've, like, completely fucked it up. It's Some things are related, some aren't, whatever. They kind of want to be a cinematic universe, but only when it suits them. It's very unclear. Yeah. But uh, I was kind of going through my head. I was like, no, I don't want to have any fantasy elements where it's like, Man of Steel doesn't exist. Zack Snyder never gets involved because then it's too easy. You just go, well, you'd make, I don't know, the new Suicide Squad movie, the first movie, and that would be cool. But uh, I was like, wouldn't it be great if um, Birds of Prey, because remember it made no money because no one, first of all, COVID started. Second of all, no one knew what the fuck the title meant. It was like such a bizarrely indulgent title. Uh, I honestly think they should have called it Harley Quinn's solo movie or Harley Quinn's (laughs) like solo movie 2020 project. Like, lean into the fact it was just her solo film. It should have just been called Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. 
Literally, I, I or Harley Quinn spin-off movie, like something dumb like that. Yeah. I reckon that like suits her. So it was called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Or like Harley Quinn's Bad Day, something dumb like that. Yeah, it's about totally. her getting It's about her getting breakfast, remember? And then she yeah. just gets like fucked over. Yeah, Harley Quinn's solo movie or Harley Quinn's Bad Day. And I was just like, Birds of Prey? It has nothing to do... And like, so you piss off the comic book fans because they're not the Birds of Prey. Totally. It's just such a bizarre... And it almost... I know it's made by a, a, a woman and produced by a woman, but it's just like... Do they, to put birds of prey in the title and them like not be the comic characters is it just like have you got birds in there because it like means women like it's a derogatory term for women it's so weird so i the the first suicide squad i was like well i hated that movie but harley quinn you know uh, margot robbie's portrayal of her was pretty good yeah i thought the costume was like shithouse and hated the like torn daddy's little devil show yeah that sucks yeah yeah she looked like a uh she looks like what uh people who play roller derby think they look like. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh, they should, you know, they should do a movie with her. And then they did Birds of Prey. And I was like, oh, that was like, I know a lot of people love that movie, but I thought, I think it's a bit of a mess as a movie. But again, yeah. love Margot Robbie. I liked a it. lot about it. Yeah, it is probably up until recently, like probably my favorite of the DC movie, like new DC movies. I, I It is a lot of fun and she carries it so well. She's such a great person. And look, I, the Suicide Squad, I definitely, I enjoyed a lot. Um, but all of her scenes, I was just kind of like, oh man, this is great. Especially like, she has like her own subplot for a while where she's like the only cast member in it for for a good 20 minutes. Um, and I just was, I spent that time going like, she should get her own movie. And it's insane that she kind of actually hasn't yet. Harley. Yeah. I mean, of- if Birds of Prey was called Harley Quinn, then you'd think she, she yeah. was. Yeah. But there's like this weird disclaimer. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it is it is weird. They need to retroactively go back and change that title like they did with um, Live, Die, Repeat and stuff. So yeah, The Suicide Squad, um, James Gunn, back at it, um, doing a movie for DC. We've got Harley Quinn returning from the first movie. We have Rick Flagg returning from the first movie. Captain Boomerang and Amanda Waller. Is that everyone? Yeah, from like so. from the first movie, um, and then we have a bunch of new characters, um, and they were pretty good in promoting this movie in that they like listed every single actor on kind of equal equal platform. Mm. So because a lot of them die in the first fifteen minutes, um, and I, I kind of I, I suspected something like that might happen, but mm. uh, it was great to see so many of them eat it uh, so quickly. Um, yeah. So the first thing got? you noticed is uh, just the very fun, cartoony hyperviolence. Yeah, which I don't totally. think we've seen. I mean, it is at the polar opposite end of what Zack Snyder does in his films, which is like uh, romanticizes like brutality. Or like, yeah, really, really slow. Like you just see a really, really slow punch with no yeah. impact. Yeah. In the time that one person gets punched in this, like ten people die. Yes. In this, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you, um, yeah, it's awesome. So we've got... <laughs> Even, Id- like, someone drowns. It's it's great. It's just everyone dies. We've got Idris Elba as Bloodsport, a character that I'd never heard of before. John Cena as Peacemaker, a character that I'd never heard of before. Sylvester Stallone as King, St- King Shark, the voice of King Shark. Um, that's a character that I am familiar with. Um, mm. we What's have- his name? His god name or whatever? Tawahu, uh- Nanue. 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 Um, then you have uh, Peter Capaldi as uh, the thinker. He was um, great. And uh, David Dastmelchain. Sorry, David. You have David as Polka Dot Man. Um, and uh, Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher 2. Um, and then there's so many. Like what you've got. Michael Rooker as Savant. Pete, Richard, uh, Pete Davidson as Blackguard. Um, Nathan Fillion as TDK, the detachable kid. He was um, great. <laughs> uh, Sean Gunn as Weasel. Um, and... Then you've also got uh, Flula Borg as Javelin and Mailing Nung as Mongal. Uh, so everyone, like the last 10 people I just said, they all die in the first 15 minutes of the movie um, in this great scene where you spend like, yeah, like the, the, the intro of this movie, you meet Michael, Michael Rooker's character and um, then you meet the kind of first Task Force X that's that he's being thrown in with. And you meet all the people. The only familiar faces are Captain Boomerang and Harley Quinn. 
Um, and then, but then, I mean, there are a lot of familiar faces in that a lot of the cast are played by pretty recognizable actors like Nathan Fillion and Pete Davidson. Um, and uh, they 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 go to a, like they get told the, the the mission. They go to a beach. They get on that beach, and uh, Pete Richardson's character, Blackguard, is like sold Davidson. out. Pete Davidson. Who's Pete Richardson? Is he someone? I don't know. He sounds like he could be in the Rolling Stones or something. Yeah, or totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete Davidson has uh, has sold them out, and he and and uh, he also gets shot in the face. So he's the first death after Weasel, this weird Weasel character. He drowns. Um, and is saved by Savant. But yeah, um, then we get Pete Davidson shot, shot. He's like whole face gets like blown off basically. Yeah, it's um, huge. And uh, a bunch of carnage ensues uh, where we start seeing some of the smaller heroes picked off either by gunfire or explosions. And then I was very, very surprised when um, a helicopter like buzzes through a bunch of trees, sending like all this wood and, and tree shrapnel into Captain Boomerang played by Jai Courtney who alongside Harley Quinn by Margot, with Margot, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is one of the portrayals I actually quite enjoyed in the first movie. Yeah, he was great. Um, anyway, he gets a, a face full of wood and then... He gets RIP'd. He gets ripped in half by a helicopter blade. Um, he only gets to throw one boomerang before this happens. And as bummed as I was that like an actor that I enjoy in these movies was now dead, uh, I loved that they did it because it just shows, okay, no, this movie... like a lot of these people are going to fucking die. Mm. Um, just like, which is like what, what was reading, like reading the Suicide Squad comics was the John Astrander run. Like a character would die every arc pretty much. That's right. That's a great run. And that was a huge influence for um, this. Yeah. John Astrander, the creator of the Suicide Squad, he actually plays one of the doctors that puts the bomb in the back of Savant's head. My oh, yeah. character at the end. That's a, uh, that's a uh, John Ostrander. Um But, yeah, I mean, were you were you surprised that they killed off Boomerang? Uh, not really. Cool. <laughs> no, I was like, that's Glad cool. I, I was into it. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I kind of had heard that people die in this. So I was kind of like, oh, I guess everyone's a, everyone basically besides Harley Quinn, I was expecting to die. Yeah, totally. Mm. Um, Which I, I love. love. I think that's how you should go into these movies. What I loved, though, uh, past that point is that, like, yeah, you have, uh, like, pretty much everyone that we've met in that intro besides Harley Quinn and, and Rick Flagg. We see them all die um, in this in this opening bit. Savant gets his head exploded uh, by the bomb implanted by Amanda That's Waller. Right, he, uh, he does a runner. Um, this movie fucking hated birds for some reason. It was like a motif. I saw the birds as, like, these... As the movie Birds of Prey. <laughs> as the movie Birds of Prey and... Uh, I was just watching going, they should have called that bird Harley Quinn. <laughs> no, I think like birds were like these. I, I kept thinking while watching it, and I, I guess we'll talk about it more, but like, you know, the movie is about control and freedom. There's so many versions of like control and freedom. There's, you know, Amanda Waller's control over Task Force X. There's Starro's control over, you know, people. There's uh, Rick Flagg's control over the team. There's even like the government's control over the like, the country there's just a, like you just see throughout the whole movie people are like control but i guess like the bird is like a free thing right so you saw a lot of birds that that's kind of what i was seeing cages and uncaged things sure um so we see after the, that initial team of, of 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 villains is is disposed of we then have amanda waller cutting to the b team and the b team is uh i guess the stars of this movie um, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, John Cena as Peacemaker, um, Sylvester Stallone as King Shark, and then we have uh, Ratcatcher 2 and Polka Dot Man. Um, and they are basically sent to infiltrate a base, but uh, before they do that, they need to go save Rick Flagg. And in doing that, they uh, they get back in touch with Harley Quinn too. Uh, were there any like standout moments in the, in the movie for you? Well, in general. Yeah, like did you like it? Oh, I, th- I loved it. I think it's my favorite DC movie. Well, I know it is. I had a bunch of fun. It just reminded me of like like these like 70s Dirty Dozen style movies. I, I found it like quite ground- grindhousey in a DC Warner Brothers way, if you could. It was just yep. like quite dark, grimy, uh, very stylized, which I thought was nice. The Guardians movies aren't that stylized. They very much follow the grand uh, Marvel look. But yep. yeah, I, I, I loved the use of text in this movie. I love just kind of, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There was something just like gritty about it, but not in the uh, Batman Begins 
gritty. The dark gritty. It was just like actually gritty and fun and very comic booky. Maybe like the most comic book movie I've seen in a very long time since like a Scott Pilgrim or something. Yeah, it reminded me heaps of Scott Pilgrim. Um, I love that. Yeah, I was like, this is perfect. This is the tone nailed. Uh, really will well it make edited. Any money? I don't know because it's adults can only see it. I think and. You know, I was thinking about like, what the fuck do you do with this movie? Like, the first movie is, while it won an Oscar, it's like such a bizarrely bad taste in everybody involved with that movie's career, besides Margot Robbie. Uh, it's like, fuck, when you just look at their track record, I mean, we've had two versions of Snyder of uh, Justice League. This is the second a reboot of one of their other movies, and I don't even think they've hit double digits in their expanded universe yet. It's such a bizarre roster of films. Yeah, totally. But it's um, kind of like, I guess this is what happens when you say, James Gunn, do whatever you want. Yeah, right. Totally. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it, I, I thought all of it was, like, most of it was really great. Like, yeah, I, I, I thought the humor was great. I thought, you know, John Cena was terrific. I loved his and Idris Elba's, like, constant trying to one-up one another. Yep. Yeah, totally. Well, that they, scene they where they, team. like, take down what they think are the captors, but they end up, like, taking down an entire <laughs> team like of Rebel, good guys. Yeah, Rebel Fighters. Rebel, Rebel Soldiers. Yeah. That, was, that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, Cena was hilarious. I thought he was, like, extremely funny and well well cast. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he was... I love I'm, the, like, treatment of the C-tier characters, which I get with D-tier even, which is kind of, like... You know, at the time, Guardians right now is, like, one of Marvel's biggest properties, but I remember when it was announced, everyone's like, oh, it's this, like, kind of weird comic from the 70s that had a, you know, revision in the early noughties, like, oh, it's a bit, like, different, and it was, at the time, considered, like, a C-tier property, and I think, like, James Gunn is great at taking anything he's given and making the most out of it, and it probably comes from his, like, trauma days or something like that, you know what I mean? It's not, like, pedophile party days. Yeah, pedophile party days. It's not like Zack Snyder, like, I am going to make a Superman movie so I can get a Batman movie snuck in. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's totally. like, he seems to be someone who's like, with movies, like, superhero movies, he's like, yeah, I'll make a movie out of whoever you give me. I don't give a shit if it's like, you know, Superman or not. I thought, yeah, I thought it was like very, very fun, like, first and foremost. Um, yeah. In a way that I found the pacing of- great as well. Yeah, it gets a bit in like the, I think the pacing is a bit all over the place around the middle of the movie. Um, like I would cut. I think it's a little bit too long. I would cut some of it, but I don't know what I would cut because one of the least necessary scenes to the overall plot um, is the Harley being captured and um, becoming a romantic interest for the um, the like warlord kind of guy. Oh yeah, who she ends up murdering and like. You don't need that in the movie, but I loved it. And then you have that unbelievably great escape scene. Yeah. Where instead of blood, you see like kind of like... Animated birds and flowers and stuff. Yeah, spewing from the necks of people's... It was great. I loved that. I I thought that was... Plus, I think it was good to see that scene because I guess... You know, Birds of Prey was good at it, but I do guess people still think of her as Joker's girlfriend. Yes, And it's just nice to be like, no, this person is like a standalone independent person. Uh, And, you know, she doesn't reference him or anything yeah totally and she has her own set set like moral code as well it's not ruled by someone else's yeah yeah so i think um, maybe that was important but i liked it just because it was her and you saw her like you know doing uh what james bond does essentially which is like fuck somebody attractive then kill them <laughs> yeah it was great she was so good in this movie this is like she's so good in by it. far yeah, was, my favorite um harley quinn she's like up there with so a like She's not. She's like a you know Hugh Jackman Wolverine, like where it's just synonymous with that role. Like yeah, I totally. Her, I want her in as many DC films as possible. Totally. I wonder. Yeah, yeah, just figure out ways to shoehorn her into like cameos and and yeah, totally. And and because she has like she could be a good guy, she could be a bad guy. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let it be ambiguous. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought she was great, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed seeing her. Um, I'm so excited for that TV show. At the time, so, I was like, that seems so weird. But now there's like a TV show starring him. And so it'll be him, Steve Agee, who is like the guy, one of the, the, the main guy um, working for Amanda Waller. Mm. Um, he was in, do you watch like the Sarah Silverman program? Yeah. He plays the, the husband of um, uh, Brian. Is that his name? He's the guy that was in Mr. Show that also oh, makes me- metal songs. Yeah. That guy. Um, uh but yeah, it, it was like that. That'll be fun. Like, like they don't. They, they everyone fucking hates John Cena's character, Peacemaker, and they're going to make a series of. I mean, do you think they're going to try and build him up to then, like, in, in a sequel, take on Idris Elba's team or something like that? 
Look, I don't know, but they said, uh, I was reading an interview of James Gunn and he was kind of like, every character grows in that movie but John Cena. And so this series is kind of like an opportunity for him to like learn. Sure. He's like a piece of shit throughout the whole movie. Yeah, totally. Where Um, everyone else kind of has growth and has like a hero moment or, uh, you know, something. He's kind of just the constant, like the constant like dickhead. So I think it would be like a, yeah, you know, it would probably be like, I wonder whose idea it was. I wonder if HBO Max were like, do you want to do something to James Gunn? Or James Gunn was like, fuck, this character's really funny. We could do a Peacemaker movie and it morphed into a show. Like, I, I, I do wonder. Yeah, well, the cynic in me just thinks that, like, HBO Max is seeing what Disney Plus are doing with all the MCU stuff. I mean, it is like- so funny to think, imagine going back 10 years and telling you and I, like, oh, there's going to be the first DCEU show is going to be about Peacemaker starring John Cena. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, bonkers. Oh, Robert Patrick's in it. That's great. I, I like Robert Patrick. Who's he? Uh, he plays the T one thousand in Terminator Two. Oh, cool. So James Gunn's writing the series. And yeah, he's created the series. Yeah, um, it's fucking crazy. So yeah, uh, Peacemaker kills um, Rick Flag. So the only the oh, only- and James Gunn. I'm looking now. He's directing out of the eight episodes, um, six, five or six. Um, as 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 we record, um, Archie <laughs> Archie has Archie is using my iPad and he's been playing Minecraft with um, one of our friend's daughters, mm. and his iPad he messages her using my number from 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 the iPad which is set up in my name. So hey, look getting... out! You might uh, be at one of uh, James Gunn's parties before you know it. <laughs> well, okay, can I... they've just been sending each other emoji. And um, uh, she sent him a picture of Peppy the Frog. <laughs> oh, then, man. Then followed That's... by, do you see the frog? <laughs> and then... Um, this is how Maga, this is how Maga starts. You are, it's the first question. Do you then see she the sent, frog? Then she wrote the word <laughs> hell in cursive writing and sent that. Then a picture of Jon Stewart eating popcorn. Then I'm a play Roblox. Bye. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so good. Has Archie written back? Um, he he said, um, I'm meant to be reading and then send a book emoji and then drew her name. <laughs> and That's then sent, so funny. Sent a picture of a chihuahua. <laughs> Can you oh. write to her pretending to be Archie right now and just go, Santa isn't real? Just, <laughs> just start sending all of that shit to her. Hey, I've been doing some light reading lately. You should read this and just send some, like, I don't know, alt-right literature. <laughs> I mean, she's already... She already knows who Peppy is. That's what I, I mean. Should... This is how we find out. I love I mean, that it... she sent Peppy. That's so funny. I mean, he is a sick-looking frog. It sucks that he's co-opted. <laughs> Do you see the frog? It's like Do you see the frog? <laughs> That's how we ask. Man. That's like an activation code. <laughs> That's how you uh, find out if there's uh, alt-right people in your neighborhood. You just walk around going, Do you see the frog? And anyone that says yes, take out immediately. Yeah, so most of the deaths in this movie are uh, are pretty like sudden, like shock kills. You know, Captain Boomerang, even uh, Polka Dot Man is just kind of crushed by one of Starro's uh, legs. What, what do you call? Star- what do you think of Starro? I, li- oh, I like Starro. Great, great fun. Like that. I mean, the I, I, I kind of wish villain. I, I kind of wish they didn't spoil that that he was like the the main villain. Yeah, that, that would have been a fun surprise. Um, um, I love Polka Dot Man too. What a great portrayal in Mummy issues. Yeah, totally. Um, but. Uh, one of the slowest kills in the movie is the fight between Peace, Peacekeeper and um, and Rick Flag, and uh, mm. Peacekeeper ends up grabbing a tile and shoving it through Rick's chest, and then it reminded me of um, oh, fuck, what's the um, George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg war movie? Uh, oh yeah, Spike Three Jones. Kings, and you Three see the bullet travel through, the yeah. bullet, and, they, and apparently they use an actual body. Like yeah. a, a corpse to show that for those scenes, but you see like a, a Mortal Kombat esque X ray shot of uh, the tile getting plunged through Rick Flag's heart. That's right. Um, so that means that the only like surviving cast members from the first Suicide Squad movie are Amanda Waller and uh, and Harley Quinn. Yes. R.I.P. Yeah. Damn. Uh, women do it better. <laughs> Girl bosses only, please. Yeah. What's pretty funny? CEOs. I don't think any of the um, female leads, Amanda Waller, Harley Quinn, or Ratcatcher Two, had any scenes together. So it did pass the Bichettel test. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk about men. 
They didn't share a conversation about men. But yeah, no, I totally enjoyed this. I think I liked I like I like Shazam overall more as my favorite favorite DC right. movie. No, I, I I like this more. Um Ratcatcher 2 was a pretty interesting character. Um the Taika Waititi pretending to be a Portuguese guy overdosing <laughs> on heroin. Very strange. That was my uh, favorite uh comic book character. <laughs> the I thought that I didn't I thought the soundtrack was distracting for the most part. Um, yeah, it reminded me of like Juno. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's what I mean. There was so much like lackluster limp indie. Um, yeah. That like I swear was just picked because it had the word die or death in the in the chorus. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, so but then when when they played songs that did work, like I th- I thought that, you know, even though it's on the nose, the Johnny Cash live from Pri- Flotsam Prison, whatever it is. I like that. that yeah, as yeah. an opener, that, that was makes a... sense. Um, yeah. And then they're like just like listening to the Pixies on their radio at one point. <laughs> um Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey. That was one, that was nowhere, nowhere near as bad as something. Else. I think it's like a Decemberist song or something like that. Like mm. just like bands that I don't think belong on soundtracks unless they're about a, a fucking loser in the in the early two thousands listening to indie How's rock. How's this? Um, uh, so yeah, the, a sequel was going to get made because it made so much money, but Ayers said uh, it needs to be R rated. He was lobbying for it to be R rated. Uh, and he said that um, the first movie had the edge and attitude of an R-rated film already. Then it was released and obviously it was polarizing. But uh, it still got a sequel fast-tracked. And then uh, at the time, to se- uh, several films were in development, including a Deadshot movie starring Will Smith. That's right. And Gotham City Sirens. And uh, at that time, yeah, David Ayer was going to make it. But then it, because of that, I didn't know this, it says uh, Warner Brothers began looking for a new director for Suicide Squad 2 and were courting Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck That's it's, pretty on brand That's so wild I, I, I think that's fantastic <laughs> just, It's insane um, Yeah wow That's really funny Some other people that I don't know uh, Yeah it seems like it was in Development hell uh, It got pushed back at which point Gibson moved on from the project <laughs> That's really funny. There is a film somewhere out there with uh, more alt-right tendencies starring Mel Gibson. Uh, in August of that year, Jared Leto was expected to reprise his role as the Joker. It's really funny. Yeah, imagine if he was in this. Yucky. And died in the first five minutes. That's really funny. Uh, Same as, yeah. Deadshot was funny not to have him there. Like, I don't know, no mention of him whatsoever. Like, it makes sense. It, it didn't. You don't need to, but yeah, it, it, it is crazy. He was very forget That, he, that Will on, Smith on, played a, a, a DC character that no one remembers very fondly at yeah, all. Yeah, his on-screen character was one of the most forgettable things about Suicide Squad, the, the first one. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, but you should be so lucky to just be forgetful and forgettable in that movie. Mm. Like everyone else, I think it's insane that we have like fond memories of someone like, you know, Harley Quinn, Amanda Waller as well, and, and Boomerang. They were pretty much the only one people that worked in that movie. Yeah. Um, uh, Rick Flagg certainly I forgot, didn't, but he, I liked him in this movie. I forgot that um, before he made, before he, yeah, when he lost the job of Guardians 3, uh, he was asked to make the next Superman movie. James Gunn was. Really? And then he said no, and they said, you can do whatever DC property you like. And so he asked for Suicide Squad. Yeah, right. Crazy. Yeah. That's, that, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so that is our, uh, our initial <laughs> review of su- The Suicide Squad. Um, mm. also, also very funny that they didn't make too much effort to make it seem that different in name from the... From no. The and I, again, I was just thinking, like, what do you do in that situation? Like, imagine the focus group meetings they would have had, like... Do you call it the Suicide Squad? Do you call it Harley Quinn? Like, what do you call this movie without invoking the, like, shittiness of the last film? Or do you want to trick those idiots into seeing this movie again? Suicide Squad. Thing. Yeah, that's nice. Too Su, Too Side. <laughs> too um, Suey, Too Side. So I imagine we're going to keep talking Suicide Squad, DC movies, and so much more in PayFam tonight, because as soon as we hit stop on HeyFam, we start recording on PayFam. And if you want to hear another hour of HeyFam, come join us over at patreon.com slash HeyFam, $5 a month, gets you an extra episode of HeyFam every single week. And tonight we're going to keep talking about some DC stuff, plus some Marvel stuff too, because I watched the first episode of What If on Disney+. Um, Angus has been playing Halo, I've been playing Forza, that's a funny sentence for the HeyFam boys to say um and 
we're gonna talk about that Kanye album. Where the fuck is it at? Mainly because uh, the the last week is so funny to talk about the highs and lows and of, of, of just being a Kanye fan. Very funny. Oh, stuff. look, I'm here for it. I think it's um, been very interesting. Then we have, of course, a little bit of Evangelion talk before the final rebuild yeah. hits. Uh, Prime video tomorrow night. So come and join us over at patreon.com slash heyfam. Again, it's only five bucks. It's the start of the month. You can have a little taste, um, a little taste, just like Ratcatcher One had a little taste of heroin every night before bedtime. You, but you yum, can't yum. overdose on, on, on PayFam. So uh, come, and, come and have a little taste. And if you don't like it, you can give it up after a month. Easy. Um, you went just like heroin in Portugal. No, That's just not like heroin. To you. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, patreon.com slash heyfam. You also get access to our Discord community where you can uh, hit the spoiler section uh, for and talk nonstop spoiler chat of uh, Suicide Squad and What If, if you like, plus so much else. Come and join us. We appreciate the support of everyone who's already supporting us. And if you consider it tonight, hell, we love you the most. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you over in the payfam zone. Can you say the frog? <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.